sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Well, hello and welcome, beautiful beings of light, to the Mosaic Healing Gardens. Uh, this is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. I so look forward to our time together here each week because as we move out and reach into the world, we create a place of love that moves and inspires the world to heal as well. So um, it was an interesting, fun weekend in the gardens. We had the music festival here in Moab, and I had the studio tour. There was some great new art in the gardens, and it all went really well. You can still go look at soulhealerspath.com to see um, the cello, which is still on display for the fundraiser, which goes to the Beacon program to bring music into the schools. And since um, my program is all about using art in healing and the magnificent power that that has in healing, I highly recommend you go in there and look at that, please, and see um, about contributing. There are six different artists, beautiful pieces of instrument that have been recreated into beautiful art. So today we're going to be talking about our power of the word, the power of words, the power of words. And as I've said before, every show has brought up great opportunities for me to walk my talk or work through the program that I'm sharing with you. So um, this was no exception. I have found myself stumbling over words lately and also having some miscommunication with people where I've got to go back in and work with um, with the words. Um, I had some family here this week and it was it was always enlightening to look at what our words can do to affect our relationships. And we, it goes back to what we've been talking about. We have experiences what the, which then we create a story about and a belief about that and then we talk and express out to, in, in, into into the world the words that come from those experiences and beliefs and it also has this part of listening so when we're speaking words to others other people have their own beliefs that they've created from their experiences and they interpret our words differently and um so it's good to go back and have clarity. I know we've talked a little bit about the four agreements, which is the power of your words, Don Miguel Ruiz's work, the power of your words, um, keeping your word, and not taking it personal, um, what other people are thinking, and making sure you're not taking making assumptions about those words. And so I've got to be able to practice that this week with the assumption part and getting some clarity. And it really was a healing process for my brother and myself actually to go back and have a a hike where we got to talk about what did you mean when you said this and um, got some clarity it was really it was really nice and very healing for the gardens and for myself Um, so I also wanted to share um, there's a piece of art in the garden so I decided to take and put some words on some of the boxes the planter boxes as I'm growing food in the garden and the piece that I put love, live, and laugh on, or live, love, and laugh, however you want to put that together. Um, that piece has this um, 
amazing tree that's formed. It's a sunflower tree. Um, the base of it is about four inches around. It's 15 feet high and six feet in diameter. Beautiful sunflower tree. I planted another sunflower seed um, in a box next to it that doesn't have words on it. That tree is about um, seven feet high, uh, two feet round. And I've taken some pictures, which we actually will get on the website, and so you can go and look at it, the difference in that. And then, of course, there's a squash plant that says, I see the angels among us, that is just huge, and next to it's another plant in a box without words. I kind of wanted to see how that worked, putting words on. And that came from Emoto's theory of water relativity. He took water that was um, dirty and put it under a microscope and looked at it, and it was it was deformed and just globs. And then he took water that was healthy and put it under the microscope, and it was crystallized into these beautiful formations that look like snowflakes. Then he decided to take this water and put the healthy water into jars with words like hate, anger, fear, rage, and that water deformed. And then he took the water that was deformed from the dirty water he had accumulated from um, one of the rivers or lakes over there that had been polluted in China, and he put it into bottles with peace, love, harmony, oneness, and they became crystallized. Now, Emoto passed away a couple years ago, but you can go still look at his work. And this is what inspired my thought process of putting words on my art. I have a chair that's called Be the Love That You Seek chair that um, I actually just sold during the studio towards. It's an amazing chair with words of, of love and peace on it. And you can go and, and um, I'm going to actually have that post on the website when you go to soulhealerspath.com and you can, you can see that. So um, it is autumn in the garden and we are harvesting things from the garden right now, which is autumn in our time of our body, our cycle too, that is the autumn time of harvest. And so um, as uh, that's happening, I've been letting some things go and the web page has um, got a new designer. So I know my web page has not been that pretty lately and um, we're getting it up and you'll be able to go in and find things a little bit easier if you've gone before and got... Um, you know, um, discouraged about that. Stay with me because we are harvesting a new web page too as well. Beautiful, beautiful web page. So the power of words. It's used in affirmations um, to say positive things. And with the Emoto's theory I was talking about, um, if your body is made up of, I believe it's 75% water. I might be not so clear on that. I looked it up last time. And that, that, if you're not putting positive words into your body, then your body is not going to act positive for you. So we're going to um, have a really amazing guest today that has ta- talked about that and taken words into putting it on clothing, and he's written a book about that called The Samson Effect. His name is Rocky Detwiller, and um, I hope I'm saying that right. He'll correct me if not. And then we will talk to him in, in after the first break, so stay tuned for that, and we're going to talk about those powers of words. Um, so we're going to um, look at that. What are you saying to yourself? I want you to keep track of that. I want you to write that down and look at what words that you are telling yourself about your about your life because the universe is going to bring back to you whatever you put out to it and the universe does not understand the difference between i don't want and i want all it hears is what you're asking for and so if you're saying i don't want more debt i don't want more debt i don't want more debt you're going to find yourself getting more debt 
And if you say, I don't want to be sick, I don't want to be sick, you're going to find yourself getting sick. So it's important to keep track of the words that you're writing. Keep a little note about that. Follow that and see what words you're putting out. Because you want to say, I am healthy. I am living a vibrant, healthy life. I am energetic. I am wealthy and abundant beyond anything that I ever dreamed of. And when you start putting those things out, that's what you're going to get back in return. So if you can track your words and follow them back, you're going to see why you're getting the life you're getting. If you're living in a positive, amazing life, it's because your words are coming from those positive beliefs that we have been creating by pulling out the weeds of negativity and thought. And you're going to be seeing that those experiences you've had, you're creating a positive, growing story from that. And when you can able to create a positive, growing story from that, you can create this beautiful life of abundance and prosperity that will come from those words that you're creating and planting in your garden. And the words are so powerful. I know that um, back in the when I um, the Bible says the word was with God and the word was God. That's how powerful the words are. So these words that you declare that I am, that I am in the Bible, it says that I am that I am. Now, I'm not, I'm not promoting a certain religious thing. I'm just saying that in all scripture references, you'll go in and see the power of words and what those words will bring into your existence in your life. Louise Hayes has taken all of that into affirmations that we declare who we are to the world through our words and um, the power of that. Now, I do a sacred clearing in the schematic tradition that is done with taking words that may be coming into your consciousness that are um, negative in nature that you've been holding. Some of those words are something that somebody has said to you or called you down the road um, of your life in the past, and you hold negative connotations to those words. And they are, in fact, just words that we have attached labels of negativity to or positivity to. And in this schematic clearing that I do, which is very sacred, we go into the four directions and we pull in serpent, jaguar, hummingbird, and eagle. And we work through those powers of, of words. And this can be done on Skype. This can be done on... Um, doing through the phone calls that I can do with you. Of course, I can do it in person, but because we have this great technology now and we have actually moved in through the veil of understanding into this energetic realm that we can work with each other, because of that, we have come to a place where we can actually work proxy, through proxy. And this clearing is very powerful. And I want to share that with you. So go to soulhealerspath.com and register for one of my sessions. And I will help you clear the words that have been stuck in, in your energetic field so that now you can move forward. It is time in this time of harvest for you to move into bringing healing into your life. And that's what I do. And that's why I'm here walking the medicine wheel with you. So as I said, go to soulhealerspath.com. You will also get a free schematic healing when you go there. That is the bands of protection. And in this month of September, when you leave your email and that, I will be doing a drawing for a free schematic healing as well. So um, it's time for you to step into that, step into the power of who you are. 
Um, when we come back from our break, we're going to talk to uh, Rocky, Rocky about his book called The Samson Effect. Rocky is, um, he teaches the power of life transformation in others with his enthusiasm. I met him at the Quantum Leap program. He is an amazing, enthusiastic person who has inner strength and absolute belief in the power of words. Rocky's success was born from the ashes of his own collapse, following betrayal, suicide, depression, and complete financial loss as a victim of a multi-million dollar Ponzi scheme. After living in a treehouse for a year, Rocky's redemptive journey from treehouse to triumph was a result of his mind mastering, stirring power of words and goal-setting strategies that became the basis of the Samson effect. Rocky's stories inspires millions and offers a message of hope and happiness to those looking for a better way forward. I am so excited to talk to Rocky right after the break. So come back with me. We will do that. And then at the end of today, we are actually going to do a shamanic word healing. So stay tuned and welcome and back to the gardens in just a moment. Thank you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. So welcome back to the gardens. I am excited to have Rocky here with us today. He's the author of The Samson Effect, and I actually met Rocky at, um, 
a conference a couple of weeks ago um, with the Quantum Leap program, and I was so excited. He had these amazing T-shirts with words on it. Like, I have to tell you that the T-shirt didn't make it home with me. I don't know where it went, but I hope someone who got it is inspired by it because I, I was sad to see that. But I did buy this amazing T-shirt with all the words, and we're going to talk about that. So um, welcome to the show, Rocky. Well, thank you for uh, letting me be on here. Yeah, we're talking about um, the words, um, how they reflect your thoughts, and um, the reflection of, of thoughts, and then become words. We we talk about it on the show as experience that then um, creates a belief and a story that then is reflected in what we, our actions are. So um, this is going to be really exciting. There's going to be a lot to cover, so we're, we'll get right into it. Um, I was looking at your book, and I really enjoyed your quote that you had in there from Gandhi, the one that was talking about um, keeping your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Um, I won't put you on the spot to do the whole entire quote, but tell me something about that, about the, the power of our thoughts that create the words. Yeah, Gandhi said that, Buddha said that, Emerson said that. Taichi said that. So there, I mean, there's been a host of philosophers and um, and great world leaders that have actually said the same thing in different ways. And this is what they said: they said your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, and your habits become your character, your destiny. I say they become your lifestyle, uh, how you live your life. And how you live your life is determined. It goes right back to what you're thinking about. So what you think about is what you, you know, you become. So I, you know, that's, that's what I talk about. That's what I specialize in is really realizing the thoughts turn into your words and your, your words have creative power. They're godlike. So they raise up, they tear, they curse, they give laugh, they give dick. So, um, the effect Rocky- of a seed. Yeah, and ha- is this something that you grew up with? I mean, I read a little bit in your book about the effect your father had on you. Um, and Great so, question. did you grow up so, knowing yeah, I up, that? I grew up in I grew up in a you know a spiritual home, a Christian home, and so Dad had um, you know we sat around the the table in the, in the evenings and had dinner, and so I I was really blessed to have that part of my life where. I know today that's that's not a norm, uh, but for me that was that was uh, a pretty regular thing, and um, I grew up doing chores and grew up, um, you know, with uh, things that I needed to do uh, on a farm, right? So the way the words came in and the way these disciplines and habits um, entered my life is that I grew up on a farm, so there were habits, there were things that we needed to do, right? If you you will. Well, during this period of time, too, my dad got involved in the Amway business. And um, the Amway business at the time had, you know, books and tapes. And so I was this young 12, 13-year-old boy that, for whatever reason, I started listening to that, right? I started listening to Amway tapes. And I don't know what kid does that, but I did, right? I'm listening to Amway tapes. And so for the next um, five, you know, I think seven, eight years, I listened to probably a thousand Amway tapes, and these, in those days, were more on um, 
Well, we call it personal development today. We call it mindset. In those days, it was about free enterprise. And so it would be people that were talking about how to become free and, you know, what that was like. And so, yes, it was personal development in probably every aspect of the way and thinking differently and not going with the, the, the uh, you know, a job and if you want to be free and think like that, et cetera, et cetera. So I oh, started cool. thinking about that sort of thing when I was a kid. So I was okay. kind of fortunate to have that. And did did you take that all through your life, or um, did you stay on that track for your entire to where you're at now? Has there been a journey between so there great, and now? That's a great question, Christy. You know, the, and the reason I say that is because um, it, I didn't understand power of thoughts and words like I do today. But I think because of some of that training that I personally went through, that it gave me an edge on you know, positivity and being uplifting and being encouraging. And so I started harnessing that at a young age where a lot of, you know, kids just don't have that, you know, and I was reading the books and listening to tapes. Um, it didn't become probably really real for me until the past um, probably five or six years. I've applied words in my life and I knew that words were powerful. I knew thoughts were powerful but it, it, this has been a process of learning for me and an ongoing one at that. And I haven't really, if you will, become an expert in it until probably the past five or six years. Okay, wonderful. I know these seeds get planted. And in my own life as well, the seed was planted to, um, I, wait, I made it straight from it back and forth. But it always came back to this um, hardworking um, follow through um, and being careful about um, things that, that I'm saying, because my words are affecting everyone. We can bring someone up. We can tear them down with our words. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We have to be cautious of that. Even in my relationship with Cheryl, my wife, you know, we, we constantly talk about that. And, you know, you could say something to somebody um, that you truly love and not realize you just hurt them with your words. And it's how you said it. It's when you said it. It's with the tone of verse, the voice that you said it with. And so sometimes we just, yield, I mean, we just, you know, it's like, it's like we have this sword and we're just going to take it out and we're just going to start chopping and cutting away. And we don't even realize that, that we're hurting someone that we care very deeply about in some aspects. And it's done on a regular basis in most of our lives, right? It's done in the professional world, done in the private world. We do it all the time and we don't realize the power in our words. And so when you start being really cognizant of you know, your thoughts become your words. You're thinking about, okay, you know, the effect that this is going to have. It's like, you know, you plant a seed in the ground. Well, if you're trying to actually grow something, you're probably going to put that in fertile ground and then water it so it can grow into something. Well, our mm-hmm. words, we, we have set about 70,000 thoughts that we think a day. Well, then you have X amount of words that you're going you're gonna to say, it, you know, per day. And it's important when we're communicating with other individuals that those words are clear. They're in most cases they're uplifting. They're positive, not detrimental. We don't want to hurt and chop people up. We don't have to kill somebody with a gun or shoot them. We just have to kill their character. That's all they have. Right. They're who they are, who they know. Right. Exactly. And I know in your book you had um, some of the the words that we need to be aware of not to use and the and the positive words with them. Could you share some of those with us? Yeah. Um, great. That's good too. You know, one of the one of the things I think I learned this some time ago is that instead of something becoming um, a problem, it's a that's a negative form 
I've always used the word challenge, and I, I learned that like when I was a teenager. And I don't honestly not know where that came from. Somebody said that, and I've implemented that. And you know, I, I very seldom say that's oh, a pro-, you know that's a problem. I just call it a challenge. It's something kind of positive. It's a positive way to look at something that could be negative. I also um, utilize the word. Um, I talk about the word try. Well, try is a failure word. They've actually done scientific studies with try, and I've actually done this myself. And and it it's a, it works, right? You say the word try, and you do the arm test, and your arm goes down. It it, it just sends a negative uh, vibration or power to your brain uh, that you can't do it. You're not going to do it. Out of the thousands of people that I've ever invited to uh, events or meetings or conferences, you know, um, or, you know, or parties or whatever. Right, those people who said I will try to be there, I can count <laughs> on one hand how many yep. showed up. Yeah. Right. I mean, and yeah. those listening, just think about it. So when you say the word "try," it's just a failure word. It's just another word for I'm not going to be there. I can't do it. And that's another word. Um, is is can't right? Well, you can yeah. replace that word with something like you know I'm going to do my best. Is when you start using these negative derogatory. Failure words, they get like implanted into the brain, almost like a computer chip, right? And you're yes. logging that in. And then you're thinking about the things that you can't do, the things that you don't want to do. You're thinking about the things that are a problem. Well, if you just, if you just switch the, the, if you just flip the switch, if you will, and use different terminology, different words, you'll find that you'll have an a, a, a better positive effect on what might have been a challenge or what some people call a problem in your life. There's That's there's exciting. a little it's cool yeah there, it's it cool is stuff. it's cool I, there's it's there's a little story that my my grandma you know the little story of the uh, the train that goes up on the mountain I think I can I think I can train in yeah. um, and I'm whenever I'm doing something honestly and it's hard like I'm climb even when I'm hiking or climbing a mountain or I'm somewhere and I'm thinking oh this seems so tiring I hear this little song this little train a little train going up the mountain saying I think I can I think I can till it gets to I can and I pass that on to my children and that you know they're changing I can't to I think I can then I can um, yeah and then I will when when there's a choice and someone asks you to go somewhere just say I don't no I don't want to or yes I will. Uh, um, the yeah. trying is like the middle ground, about right? It, rather than being wishy-washy or lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Great. So um, I wanted to just kind of go back to a second because you were talking about um, the words you speak to the to the the significant the love in your life, and and I guess I, I was she was she said something to me said you call her the spoken word bride. I think that's really sweet. Tell me about that. Oh man. <laughs> this is a great story. This seriously is like the love story of love stories. Um, and I love talking about this because it's, um, yeah, you call it spoken word, but I truly believe it is. So um, that was really sweet you said that. So, Christy, um, without maybe going into too much dialogue, but a little bit, just to give you a reference point, is that... Um, I uh, was in a marriage that ended, and uh, was lived, I lived in the foreclosed home as a squatter for a year, and then I, then I lived in a treehouse for a year. So I was virtually homeless for a couple of years, and um, during this time, tr- doing my very best to put back the pieces of my broken life. Well, it, you know, it, it, 
um, she came to visit and it just, you know, it ended. So that's the kindest, it's just, that's how I want to end that. So um, I ended up single and I honestly am one of those people, I was on the phone earlier with someone who's been single, you know, his entire life and he does great, he's great, right? He does great being single and alone and he, that's great. And I, like, there's a lot of people, I think he said about 50% of the, the country's, you know, single. I don't do single well. So for those of you that like don't do single well, then maybe I'm going to speak today. And to you that are in a broken relationship, I think this could possibly help you as well. So for me, I was, I was um, single and I didn't want to be single. I wanted to have someone in my life that I could do life with. Like I didn't want to get to the top of the mountain and go, wow, I did it, right? I wanted to get up there and say, we did it. So I wanted mm-hmm. a business partner. I wanted my best friend. I wanted my travel buddy. You know, I wanted uh, my, you know, my sweetheart. I wanted that, that bride in my life, that, that you know, life that would just be like this picture perfect girl for me. And she was yes. just everything. And I, I, I visualized it. I thought about it. Um, I prayed about it. So I wrote a list out of exactly what I was looking for. I was thinking about everything, and I put it, I put it down on this list that. Only I have ever seen that list. So this was me. And as a spiritual man, I, I would, you know, I would talk to the Lord. So um, I'd have this place where I'd go and I'd just get you know, him and, and I'd just have this conversation with him and I'd talk to him about it. And, um, and then I'd be driving down the road and I'd be just be, look, thank you for blessing her, for being with her, wherever she's at, whatever she's doing. So I would speak hmm. positive words into her life. And I don't even, right, just, you know, I don't know who she is. I've never met her at this point. I'm just yes. saying, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. I started speaking and asking for something that was not as if it had already been there and had already shown up. And I was, I, I said, Lord, I'm, I'm looking for these things that are impossible. I'm looking for these, I'm looking for this, um, amazing woman in my life that's everything I ever wanted. And if I forgot about it, can you place that in her, right? That she could be that, that amazing wife that I've always wanted, my playmate, my buddy, right? We could swim together. We could do life together. So I'm building this up to get you to, get you to understand that um, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I, I was looking for an impossible um, solution to something I didn't have. <laughs> wonderful. About great. I, what's that? That's wonderful. That's great because this is how the yeah, magic so, works. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's this. So, that's why I call her my spoken word bride because I spoke about her. I prayed about it. I wrote it down. And so, when she showed up, she showed up, um, you know, like a lot of probably girls that I had met before, but there was something different about, you know, there was something definitely different about uh, uh, Cheryl. And then, Guess what happened? She what? started to transform. So she started transforming internally. And I had, if you will, nothing to do with this. It's that she went through a spiritual transformation, Christy, unlike wow. anything I've ever seen before. She went through, a, if you will, almost a physical transformation where she put away, if you, you know, like the yoga pants and started wearing skirts and dresses. And, you know, you're asking me, was that cool? Yeah, that's cool because that's kind of what I was looking for. I mean, I was, yeah. I was raised. And she didn't you know, know that. She didn't know you were looking just for more that, right? modest. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted. That was my heart's desire. And, um, 
And so she started transforming into this amazing girl. So here's, I'll, I'll come in your, this topic with this supernatural um, story is that Cheryl, um, you know, we were going to uh, counseling, pre-marriage counseling with our pastor. And he said, you know, if there's an old relationship, I just think about, you know, that and don't bring that into new one. And it totally made sense. So she started about her old relationship because she had never had, she only was married, never had a boyfriend before that, married the first guy. And so they had two kids. And so she starts thinking about him and she's trying to remember memory. And um, three days goes by and she seems a little, you know, perplexed about something. And she's like, we should talk. And so we went out to her and she said, listen, I have to share something. And she's like, you know, I hope hope you can understand what I'm going to say here. I don't quite understand it. This doesn't, you know, world is so way. And so I'm like, "Hmm, okay, you know, balance. I know where we are in the relationship. And she's like, I can't remember a memory with him. Like, I can't remember anything about him. It's like he was not even in my life. Not nothing. Uh, she can't remember wow. a kiss. Okay. Here's, here's what happened is one of the, the last thing on my list was that, um, a, a single, you know, I, I, I thought that maybe I'd marry somebody single and I had that on the list. Well, she was, you know, she was married. So for whatever reason, that entire memory or that relationship was wiped from her memory. So Christy, I can't uh, explain it. You know, I, I don't understand. I'm not here to explain. I'm just here to t- kind of tell you a story about a spoken word bride that the Samson effect is very real when you apply it in your life to anything in your life. And it didn't just happen with Cheryl, right? It's happened with my life, with life, with, you know, my relationships, with our business. When you apply it there, these principles are as real as gravity. So when Buddha and Gandhi and Emerson, they all said the same thing. It's very, very effective when you apply it, and it'll work. And my life is a living, walking, proving evidence of the of the spoken word in this respect in my life. Well, I, I, when I was, um, I feel like Cheryl actually spoke of for a moment about that and shared that um, these changes she made benefited her life. She, she didn't ask her to make him. She didn't know about him. She just went out yep. and started wanting, desiring to be different. And the, the difference that she made actually inspired her to live a more inspirational life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's so cool. Yes. And, so, and it's kind of cool because you know now both sides of the story. Yes. And yeah. Now she's actually being used in um, a not only a more effective way, but her life and her story is affecting other women and other couples in an amazing way. Yeah, Very you guys are both people. you guys are both yeah. change, changing uh, the dynamics of the world into making it a more inspired, better place to be and live. Um, I um, wanted to also talk about how you te- can teach and show people how to be happy. Mm. Love, great question. Um, so teaching how to become happy. Well, we live in a society where, you know, social media is on the rise. It's not going to disappear anytime soon, where we look at billboards and voices from, you know, com- from the computer to radio to media are just, you know, they're shouting at us from every direction, and most of them are just putting, they're just negative, right? So 
we're, uh, we're, if you will, in search of happiness. And how do you get happiness? Is it something you can really have? Absolutely. It's something you can really have. Well, how do you achieve that? That's the question. So um, we teach it three things. So everything that we teach and talk about, it's simple. Like, I'm a simple guy. I have to have. So here's what I would recommend for everybody who did this. Listen, it's the first thing that I would do is um, in the morning is I would, uh, I would take silent time. I'd take quiet time. And what that means is just be still. You're going to find a chair somewhere in probably a dark room. You're not going to have any electronics around you. And you're going to take five minutes to start with, okay, if you can make it. Five minutes to start with. Sit down. Close your eyes. And you're in a comfortable position. And you're just going to listen to your breath in and out. You're going to listen to your heartbeat. And that's all you're going to do for the first five minutes. And now what's going to happen when you do this is you're going to become more centered on you and you're going to be focused on you and you're going to control those thoughts that are going to be racing in to try and take over, um, you know, your subconscious because what's going on is you're thinking about for breakfast because you haven't had it yet. You're thinking about what's for lunch and the emails and where you have to go and what you have to do and you have to talk to Man, you got the, and you're just zipping right along with all these thoughts. You're not going to chase any of them down. You're not going to think about any of them. So that's the first thing you're going to do is any of the thoughts that come to you, you're going to stop. And you're not going to okay. think about them. All you're going to think about is your heartbeat and your breath. That's it. That's the first thing Perfect. you're going to do. second thing you're going to do is you're going to take out a journal. Now, we have one. I don't know if we have one uh, or not, Christy. But yeah. We made one specifically because... Um, I didn't find one. I couldn't find one, so we designed one. There's only three All things right. you're going to do in this journal. You're going to put the date, then you're going to write three things you're grateful for. In fact, ours are kind of ghosted out where it says three things I'm grateful for today. One, what is that? I, I have a soft pillow. Two, I have a bed. Three, I can walk. Right? So I'm listing three things I'm grateful for today. And then start with at least two sentences of something going on in your life. And, I, you know, it could be anything, something that you could remember, um, you know, two years from now, something that happened to you to, to today or yesterday because if you're journaling in the morning. The third thing that you're going to do, um, is, you know, I have, to, I have to preface this back because I just need to listen to your breath and your heartbeat. I want you to train yourself to focus on that first. Now, once you can do that and you – consciously um, uh, don't think about the thoughts that come in. I want you to start thinking about the people in your life you love and care about. And your mind's going to take you back to people you went to high school with or college with or someone you met somewhere. And for whatever reason, those people will come on your heart. And there's a reason that they do. For you listening, I don't know, Chrissy, I'm guessing this has probably happened to you before. Have you yes. been in that situation and someone came on in your heart and like they just came on your heart and then did you ever reach out to them? Yeah, um, in, in a meditation state. And when I do that, sometimes they'll call. People I haven't talked to for years will show up. Right. Uh, and you, and, and, you and totally they'll call or I'll thing. see them somewhere because they felt it. They felt that I was reaching out in my meditation. Oh, my goodness. This is so, this is so perfect. That, that exact the last week. We, so go on page. This is so awesome. You get this. So yeah, that's exactly what we teach and train is that 
you get focused and you think about who those people are. And you're, you're meditating. We're just taking this quiet time, right? So we want people to be really concentrated on that. So the third thing is you're going to reach out to somebody in your life. If nobody came on your life today or in your heart today, we want you to positively affect someone's life today with your words. We want you, if you're in high school, right, I want you to say hi to some kid that you don't know that's maybe alone or by themselves. If you're an adult, right, and you're traveling throughout the day and it's somebody at Walmart, I want you to say hi to Susan who's greeting you or to Mary Mm -hmm. who's checking you out. You know, I want you to just say hi. Just start there. Uplift somebody with your words today. One person. And and then every day you repeat this. So here's the thing. If you're just going to do this one day, well, that's okay, right? But this needs to become a habit. So when you start rewriting the code of your life, want happiness? These are the three things that you're going to do every day. And when you do that, amazing positive things will happen and you will live that positive, happy life. Exactly. Beautiful. That's uh, well put, Rocky. Real well put because... Um, Thank you. Thank you. What you put out comes definitely comes back to you. So you um, do transformational um, coaching groups. Tell us all about that, because I want yeah, to make great client. Uh, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Our, our transformational coaching, um, we played with the words a little bit, right? But I'm I'm an expert. I'm an expert in the power of, of life transformation. And when, when I talk about life transformation, three specific areas. Mine deal with, we call them wisdom, wellness, and wealth. And we define wisdom as connections, not just relationships, but connections uh, and happiness. And then uh, wellness is going to be fitness and nutrition. And then wealth is going to be abundance and dream, not necessarily finances, right? Because you could be rich and just be as as unhappy as they come, right? And a lot of people are. That's right. So we look at it in a different area. We said we want people to have abundance and we want people, um, you know, uh, to have dreams. That kind of keeps them alive, the vision in their life. What is it they want to do, places they want to go, et cetera. So when we do transformational coaching, um, there's usually an area, uh, well, there's always an area, right? There's almost always an area in one of those three rather than having five or seven, because you could go spiritual in there, you could go family in there, but you could put those right underneath the wisdom pillar and they fit right in relationships and connections. So what we like to do is we like to find out where people are at, right? Because it's kind of like if you're in um, Utah uh, and I'm out here in Boise, Idaho, I need to know where I am to get to you. So we want to find out where people are at and where they would like to go. Sometimes they don't honestly know, but we want to do our very best to help. Okay. Um, because it um, might be on five. And where, so before, I mean, we're kind of running into the end of the show here, so I want them to make sure they know where they can find you, um, where they can go read, get your book. So tell us all those um, details about where my listeners can go to find out more about your, your programs and to purchase your book. You can, you can purchase the book on uh, Amazon. So it's the, the Samson Effect by Rocky Detweiler. It's a white-covered book. Um, you can find me at thesamsoneffect.com, the Samson, S-A-M-S-O-N, effect.com. And then we also have our life transformational program for corporate wellness and for uh, at-risk teenagers. Uh, and that's at samson.life. That's S-A-M-S-O-N.life. 
I'm very simple. I'm very easy to reach. You can email me. Um, you know, I think my phone number might be on there somewhere, a cor- corporate phone number. So I'm, I'm not hard to reach at all. If you want a personal email, you can reach me at rock, D is in Detweiler, at samson.life. That's me. So that's a personal email. Yeah, anything I can do to help answer questions in your dark spot, let me know. Love to, you know, connect with people. Anything I can do oh. to help, Christy? It's been a pleasure to be on your show. Well, thank you. I, I, I you know, I always think oh, I wish we had hours and hours to go on because there's so much we could share, and it, it's it's really been a pleasure having you here. And thank you for thank what you. you're doing thank to you. to live thank an inspired you, life, to make the world a better place for everyone around you. And oh, I know all. that you've got oh. you've got some amazing clothing out there too. So you guys go check him out. Go see what he's what he's doing because it's. It's um, it's. I want my listeners to go and and know about, more about you because when we step in to creating a new life for everyone, um, we change the world because when we change ourselves, we change everyone. So, Rocky, thank you so much for doing that, for being here. Thank you, Christy. I appreciate it. Thank you for the invite. Okay, we hopefully we'll talk again soon, and um, you have a blessed day. So we're going to go into You're our well. meditation. And um, what I'm going to have everyone do now is if you will take your feet on the ground as we connect to the earth, we're going to do a, a meditation that is going to be able to move um, the words that we want to say out into, um, we want to go on uh, a word meditation. So take and put your feet on the ground, breathe in. The following the breath, right? The following the breath to calm down, allowing all the thoughts of what needs to be done in the day or whatever come in, go. Just concentrate on your breath. Let's drop in. Drop in to your heart with your breath, inviting your consciousness to allow you to open up to your heart. Bringing that energy up from the earth with your breath. Through your legs, into your heart. Bringing it down from from the top of your crown all the way into your heart. We're pulling the energy from the earth and our higher source, our God source, into our heart. The place where magic is made. As we bring all the energy up through the lower chakras and down through the upper chakras into the heart. The place of creation. Go to that place that you enjoy in nature that brings you peace. Sitting in your in your magic garden. Bringing in the senses of the smells that you smell and the sounds that you hear. The touch and the taste. Everything in that place in the garden. This is your magic time. Now as you sit in the garden, bringing your guardians, whatever you call that source of inspirational love, maybe your God source, bring it in to sit beside you. As we're sitting in our healing gardens and we're bringing in our inspiration, our love, our guardians, our higher source. Reconnecting the divine that we really truly are, a being of love coming from the source of love. I want you to ask that 
inspirational guidance, that guardian is sitting with you. What is the word that you would love to let go of? The word that may be holding you back right now. The word to release. And as that word comes in, taking that word and asking your guardian to surround that word with love, with healing love, with forgiveness, with gratitude for the lessons that word may have taught you on your journey. And calling in the directions on the medicine wheel to transform that word and watching it change as it takes on the opposite meaning, the meaning that comes from love. And watch that word change into a positive affirmation. One that will move you forward to living an inspired life. A life that you are meant here to live as a divine being of love from which you came. And as that word becomes new and transforms into this beautiful flower of love. Knowing that when we take and give gratitude and forgiveness to that which is not serving us and allow it to leave, then we leave a void in an opening in our consciousness for new inspired thoughts and power to come in. That'll move us forward. Allowing that new transferred word that comes from that word of love to come in. We're going to monitor our thoughts for the next week, looking at the words we're using. And every time a word that comes out that is not full of love and grace, we're going to take the opposite of that word because we live in a world of opposites right now. And any word that is negative has an opposite beautiful meaning to it. And we're going to invite that beautiful meaning in. And at the same time, we're going to forgive and send love around the word that was negative. Because there was some lesson it probably taught us, but is no longer necessary in our vocabulary. And as we retrain the brain and replant seeds of inspiring words, just pulling the weeds of those negative words out of the garden, our garden is flourishing and becoming this beautiful garden of love that we share out to the world. That we bring in to everything that comes on our path. And our journey. The words we speak are a reflection of our thoughts. And some of our thoughts are not serving us anymore. So we can change that. That is the beautiful power of creation. The beautiful love being that you are. Beings of light. You're my light beings. And and you have this ability to create. And to recreate. And to take something that isn't working anymore and bring new life to it so it does work. Letting go of what you don't want to have what you want. Just like I'm taking that beautiful cello that was no longer usable as a musical instrument and turned it into a work of art that will go out to the world and bring in finances to bring instruments into the schools. That's what we do. We let it go and recreate new things. 
So take and thank your guardian for the time you spent here in the garden with it. Breathe in that new enlightened being that you are with your breath. Coming back to your source of your body, wiggling your feet and fingers, bringing in all the fun things that we're creating in the gardens. It's important that you be aware of those little words that don't work. Instead of I can't, be like the little think I can train. I think I can and pretty soon you know you can as you're summit the mountain and you make these changes in your life. I'm going to bring on a guest next week that is actually local in Moab in this beautiful inspired place that we live. Moab is a unique community with healers and artists that were drawn to the sacred area, which I had shared before, the hope we call it the womb of the Mother Earth, the Four Corners. Amazing place to find energy and love. And um, my guest is going to be Drew Roots. He has been a body worker for 27 years and a friend of mine for 10. He works with clients who are suffering from chronic muscle pain, and he heals them to become mobile and strong again and return to the active life that they once led. And I'm really excited to have him come on as a guest. And again, I want to thank Rocky for being here. Um, And you can go and look at Rocky Detweiler on his site. Um, even going in, I, I went into the Samson effect and I was able to full, pull him up. But Rocky um, is Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y-D, at Samson.life is also another place to find him and uh, go in and check him out. Now, if you missed any of our, our show today, you can go back and re-listen. Um, I'm on every 12 hours, and so you can go listen at voiceamerica.com. Go to Seventh Wave and welcome to the Mosaic Garden. And all of my shows are archived there, so you can go back and re-listen to them there as well. And this is sacred time that we're spending in the garden together. And remember, I can take you on a sacred shamanic word release journey if you go to soulhealerspath.com and sign up for one of my healing sessions. There's a free shamanic um, video there for you and then if you put your name in I'm going to draw out one uh, lucky listener this month to be able to go in and do a free schematic healing I wanted to tell you how grateful I am you're here in the garden with me continue to listen, invite friends to listen let's spread this word because you're changing the world one person at a time as we change ourselves we change the world Namaste. May you be deeply blessed this week, and I will join me in the gardens next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 